And welcome to another episode of the Sartorian Geek Podcast by Watch Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance, coming back one more time. And let's jump right into the download. Now, with the recent announcement by Sega of the release of Sonic Origins, which will be a compilation of the first three Sonic Genesis games and Sonic CD. News came out about a week or so afterwards that Sega was going to delist all of the classic Sonic games that were available on current platforms. So with that, my download recommendation today, and this is specifically uh, for what I was saying, if you want a classic Sonic game and it's available on your platform, a lot of that goes to the Nintendo uh, Switch with some of the uh, downloadable games there. But I was specifically talking about the Xbox in this case. I'm not sure if a lot of those games still exist for get download on the PS4 and 5. If they do, download them fast because they are going to be leaving soon. But I'm specifically talking about today, our download for the day is Sonic CD. Now, Sonic CD is a great Sonic game that doesn't get a lot of love. Um, it is a game, actually, that I've played. I didn't play until Windows Phone, and I had it there, and I loved playing it on my phone then, and with the news, I'd always been going back and forth on whether or not I was going to purchase it via backwards compatibility for my Xbox One. Well, with the news that came out recently, I downloaded it right away, and it's only $4.99. And one of the cool things, and this really only applies to that 1% uh, like me who actually play games on the Windows Phone, Windows Phone and Windows Mobile in general, a lot of games had cross-play and cross-play saves. So my save from my Windows Phone Sonic CD game from 10 years ago, whatever it is, I booted up on my Xbox One, and sure enough, my game save is still there. So that's pretty awesome. So I would say the download for this week is any classic Sonic game you can find and download on your platform of choice. But more specifically, I'm talking to all my Xbox gamers out there and download Sonic CD ASAP before you cannot download it. Uh, by itself anymore and at the time of this recording it is still available and it's only $4.99 now one of the things that I love about the spotlight segment is that I'm able to give roses to people who are still here one of the things in our society is that we never take the time to give accolades and praise to people while they're here whether it's for who they are or just for things that they've accomplished and things that they're doing. And that's one of the reasons why I love the spotlight section. And this spotlight goes out to uh, an old classmate of mine, uh, Leo, who has a really spectacular podcast called Leoverse. If you remember when I talked about Jericus a few weeks ago, the interview that I referenced with Jericus was on Leo's podcast. And Leo just has a wonderful knack of finding really interesting guests. And he's such a really good interviewer. And how 
the subjects that he interviewed just really talked to him about any and everything to really weave a very compelling tapestry with their stories so i enjoy listening to him i'm actually behind on a couple of episodes and i know at the time of this recording he just released a new episode with a, another friend and old classmate khalil who is on the uh, three guys talking shit podcast which i think i've talked about before i don't remember uh, but either way you can find leo verse on all of your major podcasting platforms you will not be disappointed in the quality content that you get from listening. Uh, Leo just has a really great way of making his guests feel very comfortable. And they, in turn, tell really compelling and interesting stories. And I really love podcasts like Leo because I love hearing human stories. I think oftentimes we forget the humanity of our fellow man so to speak and that everybody has a story and everybody's life story is so compelling and to have a platform where someone can just tell their story and me as a listener to be completely engaged is in many respects I think rare I think a lot of podcasts now including this one we have set goals set aims set topics that we want to cover in any specific uh, podcast and we don't really have a story to tell well since this is me I don't have a story to tell per se um, but it is my opinion but Leo's platform really has a lot of great guests and a great great stories that come from that so definitely check out Leoverse on all of your major podcasting platforms now we are bypassing our short takes this week to jump right into our reviews. And we're starting off with Moon Knight Episode 5. In my opinion, I think this is the best episode of the series thus far. I don't know what it is when you have actors that are playing multiple versions of the same character in this case not even the same character uh, with Oscar Isaacs playing uh, both Mark and Steven in this series and I much liken that to uh, Tatiana Maslahi when she was doing Orphan Black and how each and every character or clone was her but still completely different I think Oscar Isaacs is doing a damn fine job playing Mark and Steven and this episode really hit home because you saw the creation of Steven you saw the events in Mark's life that led to him ultimately becoming the avatar of Khonshu side note is it just me or does the reverb they put on F. Murray Abraham's voice as Khonshu. It reminds me of what they did to Orson Welles' voice for Unicron in Transformers the movie. Not as reverby, but they, they put that layer on it and it sounds ah, oh, I don't know, it just I mean it sounds great, don't get me wrong. But it doesn't sound like F. Murray Abraham 
like he does naturally. So there, there's something they did to his voice, and it very much reminds me of Orson Welles' Unicron and Transformers, the movie. But I digress. Let me go back. So you see this creation as they are going throughout Mark's history to try to balance the scales so they are not drugged down into the sand and claimed by the dead. And I thought that the whole character exploration was really wonderful. One of the things I think the Marvel shows excel in, particularly the MCU show, is when they have a chance to do the actual exploration of the characters. Uh, we saw this in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. We saw this in WandaVision. We saw this really in all of the series. Some excel better than others. But this episode by itself uh, really did its justice. I, I think because really the episode focused on Mark. You didn't have everything else that was going on. You didn't have the issue with Layla. Uh, you really didn't have any of the issues with um, Amit uh, trying to find the tomb or Harold as far as his character. Uh, this was such a great episode to watch and to enjoy. Uh, from a story the story was great in this episode this is with this episode it really makes me even more disappointed in episode four because episode four was just hmm it was mere until the very end when we switched to this uh psychologist or this insane asylum setting which is where the episode five played out my biggest issue with this series is that the next episode is the last one and there are so many things that need to be answered for me in this last episode i'm also wondering how they will play this into the mcu proper because one of the things they haven't done in this series at all is reference anything that's going on in the marvel cinematic universe we don't know when this takes place we don't notice this happens pre-blip or post blip we don't we don't know anything about the universe around uh, what's going on moon night so i'm very interested to see how they tie that in and i'm assuming that will be the post credit scene for episode six for how that will tie it in it would be really cool if they tied it into blade and black knight that whole midnight suns thing i think that would be awesome and amazing but we shall see so i am excited for episode six coming out next week be the last episode and i don't think there are any other marvels oh no miss marvel comes out in june i'm excited for that i i loved miss marvel uh when they introduced her i actually bought that series for a quite a while and loved the characterization so i'm really excited to see what they do with that series um as a disney plus mcu series so that's coming out in june that's right so uh, that's my take on Moon Knight Episode 5. Let's switch over to Halo Episode 6. All right. Now, if you listen to this, you know that I've done nothing but pile heaping praise on the Halo series thus far. That stops today. I am really disappointed in a lot of the moves they made. And not because it's bad sci-fi. One of the things I talked about before was that I was okay with a lot of the deviations from canon they were making for the show to tell their story. That's fine. But this episode, there was too much of a deviation from what happens in canon for me. 
oh, it was just, it was so frustrating. Master Chief almost kills Halsey in a federation. I'm like, this is not Master Chief. Master Chief would not do this. I don't give a damn if he took out his, his plug, his motion plug. And he would not do this. And yes, some will argue that he's compromised by the artifact and what's going on there. But Master Chief would not do this. That is not a motivation. That is not an action that this character in any way, shape or form would do. So that right there to start the episode pissed me off as a halo like i i couldn't take that and then how the episode went it was oh the politics of the unsc it really got on my nerves like can we get to the fall of reach already so all these people could get their asses together and and get right on one accord because this political bs this episode was just so ridiculous so asinine and let me tell you Okay, I don't know the actress who plays Miranda Keys. She is too fresh off the teat for me to command anything. Like, she does not look, and is not, she looks too damn young to be in her position, in my opinion. She And she does not have any command of any kind of situation in comparison to her, her character in the video games. Like, that Commander Keys, she comm- she had a weight to her, a gravitas, something about her that said people will follow her. There is nothing about this version of Keys, whether how she's written or how she acts, maybe that the character, the actress just looks too damn young to be in that position. It just doesn't work for me. I have tried. I have absolutely tried to give this character and this actor again no disrespect to the actor and I don't know her name off the top of my head she's doing the best with that she can with what she's been given but she just looks out of place in this role to me in this world I will say though I do think the overall casting look wise is good because seeing there was a scene between Keys and Halsey in Halsey's room or home and you see them and I'm like okay the woman playing Miranda I can see her being the child of Halsey and Keys I, as a biracial child even her facial features I can see that so I'm like okay that was good casting but overall no Halsey just they're really straddling that border, border between science and doing whatever it costs to save humanity and just plain ethics and evil and they're just even with this Halsey plot line I'm like wait a minute I'm trying to remember Reach I'm like what's their mission to save Halsey didn't Halsey show up in Halo 5 I haven't finished Halo 5 they're just there's so many aspects of canon that are just getting twisted now because of this whole thing and I was like it's it's really bugging and annoying me and then Pablo Shriver as Master Chief has been great up until this point but to see what is happening to the character and again I will give them some leeway that is the artifact is affecting him and his moods and everything i'll give that leeway but i'm not feeling this emotional angry master chief i'm just not i'm i'm really just not put his ass in a suit leave his helmet on for the next couple episodes and let's call it a day please uh so that's that and it's a lot of my leeway my good graces 
went away in this episode because they just they really took it to an extreme for somebody like me who is I wouldn't say I'm steeped in Halo lore but I know enough about Halo lore to know this don't make no sense this ain't right and then for him and the covenant human chick to meet together on the other side on the halo after he touches the artifact and they both have both have the same genetic anomaly I, I tell you I told you before if they if they reveal that they're secretly twins or something I'm going to be so pissed and I will not watch the show again mark my words because that is the oldest most lazy plot device ever in sci-fi ever I want us to get to the fall of reach I want the covenant to just destroy everything and call it a day so that's my take on Halo episode 6 there's no Picard review today simply because I'm going to wait to do episodes 9 and 10 next week and then also have a giant size trekking out with a review of the debut of Star Trek Strange New World so I'm excited for that uh, hopefully, if Picard leaves a bad taste in my mouth, I'm really hoping that Strange New Worlds gives me something really good to eat. All right. Uh, so with that, we're going to take a break and come back with our Sotoyal Slice and Fragrance of the Week. And we are back. Now, I am a creature of habit, especially when it comes to my grooming and hygiene products. I wouldn't say I'm a brand loyalist but when I find something that works for me, I tend to stick with it. Also, I'm a bit of a cheap bastard, so I am very uh, frugal when it comes to certain items that I use. If I can find it for a good price and it works, I stick with it. And with that, I exited out aluminum from my life is when it comes to deodorants and perspirants it must have been about a decade ago before all of these brands were advertising and making aluminum free deodorants so as you can imagine about 10 years ago or so there weren't a lot of mainstream options for deodorants that did not contain aluminum so with that i settled on the normal arm and hammer baking soda deodorant no aluminum they were really one of the only brands uh, that offered a non-aluminum option now mind you most antiperspirants even now still have aluminum so this was just a straight deodorant but i was recently introduced to a very novel looking uh, deodorant now mind you i'm very much aware that there are plenty of options for natural deodorants charcoal based deodorants there are a lot of options if you don't want any sort of deodorant or antiperspirant with aluminum but many times the price is just ridiculous i was looking at one option the other day and they were talking about 12 dollars for a stick now mind you i'm not saying this is like worth it but when you are accustomed to paying 280 299 for your deodorant that lasts you you know however long it lasts you i don't know has anybody ever tried to really measure out how long a, a you know container with deodorant lasts them i don't know let me know but with that, that sticker shock always got me. So I was recently introduced to a new deodorant that's very unique looking, as far as my opinion, by a friend of mine. And they were using it like you want to try it. And they had a sample. So I tried it out and I was like, okay, 
this is interesting. So I liked it. It worked. Like, let me see what this is like for real. So I ended up purchasing it for myself from Amazon. And this deodorant is Crystal Mineral Deodorant Stick. You can find this one particularly for about $6.99 on Amazon. So after taxes and whatnot, you end up paying about $7.50 or so in shipping, depending on if you have Prime or not. Let me tell you, you take it, you unscrew the top, it looks like a salt lick. It is a mineral salt. It is potassium alum, if I remember correctly. And it is probably... It was surprising. I was going to say probably the best deodorants I've ever used. I wouldn't quite put it there, but it's simple. It is price-wise. I'm not upset with the price of it being $6.99, especially nowadays. It's double about what I pay for my normal deodorant. But when you look at it per ounce, it's only about 30 cents more per ounce. I'm like, that's a reasonable amount to pay uh, for the container. But let me tell you, you put it on, you don't even think you have anything on. It glides on so clean, so slick, and then I have had it pretty much be in full effect for a whole day. Yes, even through my walks, this deodorant is still really, I mean, kicking is not the right word, but it's still performing. I can say that I easily get through a whole day with this deodorant and there's still some sweating it's a deodorant and an antiperspirant so you you can be expected to sweat but there is never a smell associated with it and this may be a bit too much information a lot of times i rarely when i go walk in the morning if you follow me on instagram you know i usually walk four to five miles every morning before i start my day and for many times i usually just get up get dressed and go that means no deodorant maybe wash my face something like that but i'm sure enough taking a shower when i get back from sweating and everything i say that to say there is a noticeable difference uh in my body chemistry and the odor especially from my armpits uh when i walk in the morning and don't shower compared to where if i just simply apply this deodorant before i go out there is no smell there is no odor there's no nothing and before, I couldn't say that was the case. And the fact that it's able to very distinctly defeat and fight odor when I am sweating and working out and even running to some extent when I do my walking, this really impressed me. The only drawback I would say about this deodorant is not really a drawback, is that I was looking at the advertisement and the website from this company and this, the target me, target audience is women. I really think that if they position this one particularly to men, I think that a lot of men would use this. Some of their other scents, maybe not so much, but they do have some scents that are very much in line with could be either masculine or feminine as far as what an individual may like. But this one is unscented. It goes on, like I said, really clean really slick it dries and you don't feel like you have anything on but you will not have that are you sure moment throughout the day or anytime during the day with this one so i highly recommend crystal mineral deodorant stick this is the unscented version it runs about 6.99 in or on amazon i'll put a link in the show notes this is not an affiliate 
link i am not getting any sort of kickback on this this is just a product that i discovered i should say i was introduced to and i've been using for the past few weeks and i really like it and enjoy it so i'm just like hey try it out they also have a travel size or trial size travel size for about 399 so if you don't want to you know get a whole thing travel size is there try it out it's 399 it's less than what you spend at starbucks that's my take on it. Now, continuing on with just hygiene, but more importantly, style. I saw a clip with Steve Harvey a few weeks ago, and this is probably an older clip, but it was my first time seeing the clip, where he talked about the suits that every man should own. And I believe the first suit he said that every man should own should be a black suit. Now, I actually disagree with that. I feel as though every gentleman, the first suit that you should own is a navy blue suit and let me tell you why first reason is that it is interchangeable it is a suit that you can wear to a job interview if it's dark enough and a lot of navy suits tend to be it can pass for black so you can wear it to a funeral you can wear it to a wedding but also it is something you can pair the jacket with a pair of jeans pair the pants with another blazer it is something you can mix and match from casual business to business casual so that navy suit by itself is going to match a whole lot of different colors and shirts and ties and shoes for that matter so it's very indispensable it's going to give you a versatility that you wouldn't necessarily get with a uh, charcoal gray blazer excuse me suit or a black suit uh, those are going to be uh, very formal uh, very businessy and very limited with regards to what you are or how interchangeable they are uh, with other aspects of your life so that navy suit is going to be the primary suit that you should own uh, secondly navy suits is actually is really just one but everything kind of dovetails on that secondly the Accessible, uh, the ability to accessorize with the navy suit, with navy being such a wonderful palette to play with with colors, some about pocket squares, um, lapel pins, things of that nature. It's a really good canvas to ta- start experimenting with your style, uh, with how you want to be perceived, whether it is your your tie, your shirts. It gives a really excellent blank canvas to work with when it comes to experimentation uh, black suits are in my opinion very rigid uh, because an air of formality with a, a nice black suit in, in my opinion so you may have that canvas of it being black but because it is so stoic as a garment black suits oftentimes are just plain or just fine how they are there is nothing more classic in a black suit, black shoes, black socks, white shirt, black tie. There is nothing more classy. You are you are dressed for a wedding. You are dressed for a job interview. You throw on a bow tie. You are dressed for a black tie affair or pseudo black tie affair. You are good to go in so many different aspects just with that simple combination because it is so quote unquote rigid. It is so formal. Uh, in that regard whereas a navy blue suit you can really have a lot of fun with it and accessorizing it so that is my opinion 
gentlemen, if you're looking to buy a suit and you have not purchased a navy blue suit, do so. If not a suit, make sure you buy a navy blazer. That will give you a whole lot of interchangeability, whether it is you're wearing it with black, whether you're wearing it with khakis, whether you're wearing it with, it doesn't matter the pan color, even gray or charcoal, you can make it work and come off looking like a G. Now, if you're looking like a G with your navy suit and navy blazer, you definitely want to smell like one. And this week's fragrance of the week is Autumn Rhythm by Chris Collins. Now, this one I'm featuring, it comes in a 50 ml bottle, EDP concentration for $225. Yes, it's a little pricey, but let me tell you, it is so so worth it with this one you're going to find top notes of bergamot and green notes heart notes of mate absolute lily of the valley casmaran and orris and then base notes of leather cedarwood tonka bean amberetti and musk autumn rhythm features a sensual blend of leather cedar musk conjuring image of a leather jacket and a trip out of the city and into the woods the fragrance is inspired by the entropy of the fall as it alludes to the chaos of leaves twisting in the wind. The scent speaks to someone who stays confident in the face of that chaos. Now that is a direct description of the fragrance taken from the website. It's almost poetic, don't you think? It really does encapsulate the fragrance and it very much is a fall fragrance, but in my opinion from wearing it, I like the fact it's not overly heavy. Uh, it has The leather note is nice, but it's very light. You do get that fall sense, but I really feel like this is a fragrance that could work winter, spring, and fall, maybe even the summer if you're daring, because it's not a super duper heavy leather fragrance like some others I would think when I hear leather. I think more of a heavier, deep, rich leather that definitely is something for the spring and the fall. So I really think that it's perfect for most seasons, if not all, which really surprised me as well. It's definitely one I will reach to again. I will probably try to reach for it once it gets a little bit warmer, uh, really hotter with the summer. I would love to see how it performs in the heat and humidity. I've only really tried it out in the spring, winter and fall in the spring it was a particularly hot spring day but the spring doesn't have that humidity of the summer so i'll be interested to see how it performs then but it is definitely a, a top-notch fragrance another one from the house of chris collins that i definitely would recommend but it is a wonderful fragrance and very surprising at how strong it is but how light it is at the same time now that was our fragrance of the week what am i wearing today well i am wearing Bergamot and Musk by the Cremo Company. And with this one, you're going to find top notes of Sicilian Bergamot, mid notes or hard notes of exotic fruits, and a base note of Ambry Musk. Now, let me tell you, I have talked about the Cremo line before, but this one right here, if you're looking to start a fragrance collection or want to get into fragrances and you are not trying to drop a whole lot of money, this is the line to start with. These run anywhere from... 18 and change to 22 and change depending on when you go between Target and Walmart and there is not a fragrance I've tried from them that I have not absolutely loved these bad boys smell like fragrances that are worth three to four to five times the price you pay and this bergamot and musk is no different 
I love the musk part of it, the ambery musk, because it's almost like a powdery musk. It's strong, but not overpowering. It's very, it's manly, but not like, oh my God, I'm going to choke somebody out manly. It is, it is such a perfect mix of the musk. And then you get a little bit of a sweetness and the fruits in the middle. And that opening of the bergamot just provides a nice, crisp opening to this fragrance. Now, personally, I wear this all year round. I think that it is perfect for all year round. I can see many, especially with the musk and how good the musk is and how the projection is. Definitely see it for maybe a winter fragrance. It definitely will cut through the winter. Uh, some say this kind of reminds them of a, a musky creative Ventus. I don't know about that. I don't agree with that. But I, this is really one of my favorites from their line, uh, Bergamot and Musk. I can definitely wear this in the office maybe not spread as heavily because musk can get a bit much if you overspray but it's definitely one you can wear in various occasions office uh, out maybe even a formal function just don't super duper heavy spray uh, with this one but i absolutely love this one and this is bergamot and musk from the Cremo company now speaking of other fragrances of course it's time to talk about our sponsor pete and pedro they are known for their hair care products but now i want you to know them for their fragrances they offer a great line of four fragrances that are inspired by some of the most best-selling and classic fragrances that are on the market today their fragrance villain is inspired by tom ford's tobacco vanilla King is inspired by Creed's Green Irish Tweed. Rebel is inspired by Creed Aventus. And then Hero is inspired by Aqua de Jo. Now, all of these fragrances come in a 50 ml bottle of an EDP concentration. So, you know, that's top notch right there for just $49. So that is less than a dollar a milliliter. You are not going to find a deal like that for a fragrance too often, except for when we talk about creme. But if you're interested in checking out Pete and Pedro, their fragrances, or even their hair care products, be sure to use the code EHAWKS10 at checkout or use the link below in the show notes to get 10% off your first purchase. Remember, that's Pete and Pedro. Use the code, get 10% off, you know, save a little money. And with that, it's time to end the show. Yes, I know it's so sad, but this has been another episode of the Sartorian Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where, of course, we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I've been your host, Webster Style. Don't forget to check me out every week at Nerds Rule the World on YouTube with the NRW Checkpoint. Myself and my man, Brian Saff, talking about the newest releases in video games every single week as well as there are probably a couple of reaction videos sprinkled along the way throughout the week so you get a lot of me a lot of brian saff and more importantly a lot of video games also be sure to find me on social media on instagram at sotoyo geek and at webster style find me on twitter at webster style and find me on tiktok at underscore webster style don't forget, you can find everything at WebStyle.com. And if you have any questions, emails, insights, criticisms, email me at info at WebStyleMagazine.com. Now, again, I thank you for joining me. Thank you for giving me your ear. And don't forget, stay safe out there and be blessed.
it's up to 12. Yeah, we got a little time, hey, time, hey, time to get hey, it on. Get on. And now I'm back, I'm the type of person on. And after that, take a picture with the phone of the outfit. Admit I'm choosing what we on. Now it was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't know. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear... Oh, Miss Million, them heels killing on. But I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp. They acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday. Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the wrist game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset.